So a couple of years ago, uh, one of our community was being dropped off by their family and their little brother, Huey, got out of the car as well. And Huey was a very energetic, lively, enthusiastic and positive little boy. So he got out of their car and he saw the lawn out in front of the house and he said, for a six-year-old, he had a very, very deep voice. Uh, so he got out of the car, he looked at the lawn, he said, oh, a lawn, I love grass, my favourite thing. <laughs> then, he, what's the guy, that guy's name? Alpha, Al, not Alpha, what's the, Alpha, Alpha, what's that movie called? What's the movie called? <laughs> Ras- little Rascals, yeah, but the cro- Froggy, is that his name? Froggy, yeah, he sounds like Froggy anyway, okay. So then he sees a football, he goes, oh, football, my favourite thing. And then he saw my dog, dog running around the house, oh, dogs, my favourite thing. And everything was his favourite thing. It was amazing. Then he saw the ponds, and they were his favourite thing. And then he saw, you know, the hill, and the hermits was up on the hill, they were his favourite thing. And then he saw, like, we had ice cream. <gasps> my really favourite thing. And it was just, it was, it was, it was very interestingly refreshing just to have someone who was just so positive. It was great. It was amazing. Just everything. Everything was just amazing. Everything. <laughs> so I wonder what he's like now. I know, that, was, that was six years ago. Uh, he's probably a, a skeptical teenager by now. Oh, I hate it. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> so last year. <laughs> but, but I think often, we, we, hopefully, we've had this experience as children, like as children, everything fills us with a kind of an awe. You know what I mean? Like you love going to the forest, you love going to the beach, you love going to sleep. Well, you, you, I don't know. You, 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 yeah, okay. You love your sleep. You just don't love falling asleep. Um, and everything, there's kind of joy in everything. I remember, like in my own teen, teenage years, and seeing it, my probably in myself and in friends, when that kind of childlike joy starts to get chipped away. Uh, I had a good friend uh, in, well, we were, I was a year or two older than her, and she was always kind of, she had, she had a, a lovely kind of giddy joy about her, you know? And we went our separate ways, I went off to seminary, and I met her after a couple of years, and she was completely different. All that kind of spontaneous joy was gone, you know? Uh, she'd been through college, she'd been through a couple of bad experiences and different things, and yeah, life had beaten her down. And I'd taken that, that joy out of her. There was an awful lot of skepticism, a bit of distance, and all that kind of thing. And the person I knew wasn't really there anymore. Life can do that to us. Because life, life is a hard teacher. Life can be a fairly cruel teacher at times. And our first reading, Habakkuk, like, you'd imagine, why would this kind of thing be even left in the Bible? How long, O Lord, will I cry to you for help while you will not listen? I will cry oppression in your ear and you will not save. Why do you set injustice? Why do you set injustice before me? Why do you set injustice before me? Why do you look on where there is tyranny? Look on, like passively, just observing while the world falls apart as if he doesn't care. Outrage and violence, this is all I see. All is contention and discord flourishes. The Bible isn't afraid to talk about our experiences. The, the Psalms, similarly, like there are all sorts of Psalms that talk about, Oh Lord, where are you? Listen to my cry. 
lest my enemies deride me, laugh, laugh about me. So we, we hear these things, like this is, this is the human experience. Maybe this is your experience. Maybe you've had an experience of, of loss or abandonment. Uh, recently I was just talking to someone just re really struggling with, with a miscarriage. That actually happened years ago. But that fear, those thoughts, they, they, don't, they don't just disappear, you know? I was talking to other people then during the week, uh, really struggling with a, a, a broken marriage, someone else who has children with a person, but, but they're not married, but now that that relationship's going to fall apart now, it's a bit of a disaster. And, like, it's like if you scratch... We're all fairly good at putting on masks. If you scratch the surface of most people, there's hurt in there. There's maybe even sadness in there. There's, there's good in there as well, there's joy in there as well, absolutely, absolutely. But this, what we, hear there, what we hear here from Habakkuk, the prophet Habakkuk, this either is our experience or has been your experience or probably will be your experience, where things just feel very heavy. Things just feel very hard. And so this, the prophet is just really, really honest and calls out to God. Now that's already a good start, by the way. Even though the, 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 prayer, the prayer isn't even that perfect. You know, why do you set injustice before us? As if the injustice in the world is God's fault. Why do you look on when there is tyranny? As if God is passive and doesn't care. So the, the prayer is already flawed. The prayer has all sorts of implications that aren't true. We don't blame our father for everything that's wrong in the world. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. So how does this... How is this resolved? How is this answered? What is the, the response of God? He says, write this vision down, inscribe it on tablets so that it can be easily read. Since this vision is for its own time only, eager for its own fulfillment, it does not deceive. If it comes slowly, wait, for it will come without fail. See how he flags, he whose soul is not at rights, but the upright man will live by his faithfulness. The upright man will live by his faithfulness. Difficulties, unfortunately, are, are sure to come. They're sure to come. We know, like, for, for the vast majority of us, like, <clears throat> we'll see our, our parents pass away. That's the that's a, a difficulty that either has happened to you or awaits you. Thank God both of my parents are alive, but that, 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 this, is, this will happen sometime. We will see uh, my uh, grand-aunt. She lived to be uh, 100, and uh, she was in a nursing home in Mitchellstown. So I went to see her, and I said, it must be, must be amazing, you know, being 100 years of age. Like, I mean, born in Jenny, what was it, 19? When did she die? Whoops. Uh, Fifteen, so yeah, born in 1915, 1916, one of those years. I mean, that's, I mean, to have seen a good share, well, all of the Second World War, maybe even uh, have experienced the, the, the after effects of the First World War. I mean, <coughs> it's, it's pretty amazing to have lived that long. I said, well, it must be amazing to have lived that long. And she said, she just looked at me with a completely different reaction to what I expected. She said, everyone I know was dead. Everyone I know is dead. 
I just thought, wow, it's, it just really, it really struck me. You know, when we, you see, like people who want the elixir of life, want to live forever, and so on and so forth. Jenny, why would you want to? Why would you want to? So, crosses and difficulties will will come our way. It's, and our my generation, the generation after me, maybe we're we're, we're a bit soft, <laughs> a bit softer. We don't like discomfort. Never mind actual crosses. We don't even mind. We don't like discomfort. Just. My goodness, what do you mean there's no Wi-Fi? <laughs> you know? And it's the end of the world. So for, for us, actual crosses are, are difficult. My dad's generation now, they, they, they knew hardship. They knew, I wouldn't say poverty, but definitely simplicity. Life was simple. Any of you that, that were alive in the uh, 50s, 60s, 70s in Ireland, even in the 80s, like was still Dublin in the 80s was quite poor. Like, uh, so we're just not we're not used to to the cross at all, and yet it's it's either here or it's coming. So what's 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 Scripture saying to us? The upright man will live by his faithfulness. He is saying, stay faithful to the Lord, stay faithful in your prayer, and persevere. Stay faithful in your prayer and persevere. Why? Because any cross, any cross, no matter how difficult, will pass. That's, again, never to disrespect anybody who's going through awful things because you, you know, you'll know people now who are going through chemo or, or, or leukemia or in the final stages of their, of their lives, and it's, it's hard. It's hard to watch. It's hard to feel so helpless when someone is passing away. But all of these crosses, all of these things, they will pass. Eternal life will not. So if, if our crosses and our difficulties and our illness and our grief, if that helps me rely on God, if that helps me count on him, if that helps me find my, my, my solidity, my foundation in him, if that prepares me for heaven, then it has done good. Difficult and tragic and sad and all, as it may be. If I learn to carry these things that they draw me to God, then I've, I've learned that valuable lesson which Jesus himself teaches us on the cross. The cross on its own is, is negative. The cross on its own is sadness, it's death, it's, it's not good. It's a sign of punishment and torture. But the cross carried with love completely transforms us and transforms the suffering. I was talking to someone recently and they were, they were really struggling with uh, an awful lot of just negativity and they knew it was irrational. They knew it wasn't, it wasn't based on truth. They knew it was, it was, they knew it was a temptation, actually. Just this, this temptation to be, to be critical and to be negative and to, be, uh, to kind of retreat back into your own head and just list people's problems and failures and limitations and all of that. So they knew they were in this, just in this negative place. And they said that one night... Uh, they woke up and they were just kind of, they said, oh no, here we go. Because if you wake up and start thinking, zzz, up to speed again and off go the thoughts and off, go the neg- off goes the negativity and off goes the sadness. And it just erects you, you can't sleep. And it's in that moment, this, this, this short little prayer came to mind. Jesus, you are my joy. Jesus, you are my joy. And as I started to pray this, the, that negativity and that sadness and all that, it just started to lift it just started to lift. 
to focus again our attention back on Jesus and not on everything else that's, 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 that's so hard and distracting and, and, and impossible to fix and frustrating and negative. Focus our attention back on the Lord. Jesus, you are my joy. And this is what we will live for all eternity in heaven. When we get there, God himself is our joy. It's not that we can eat more, sleep more, that we're never hungry, that we're never overweight, that we're never, I don't know what, in heaven. That's not what our joy is in heaven. That we don't have to work. That isn't our joy in heaven. God is our joy in heaven. And so we begin that now. Despite our illnesses and crosses and all those kind of difficulties and challenges, that we can say, Jesus, despite all of this, you are my joy. And you call me to persevere in faithfulness to you. And if we can do this, if we can live this, then nothing can defeat us. Because whatever comes our way, whatever challenge or difficulty or sadness comes our way, everything causes us to unite our hearts back to the Lord. And then we're ready for heaven. Everything will cause us to unite our hearts to the Lord. Then what can overcome us? Nothing. But this, this, is, this is hard. I know this is hard. It's easy to say. Very easy to say. I can invite you all up. You could all say the same thing. It's very easy to say. Not a problem. Living it, different world. But we ask the Lord today that our hearts will not be hardened. That life will not harden us. That disappointment and rejection will not harden us. That grief will not harden us. That fear of the future shame of the past none of these things will harden us but that all might cause us to unite open our hearts and unite them to the lord our god our savior and our joy amen